three, two, and one. Okay, uh, jabba jabba dabba do. Apparently, we are like live now. Uh, I'm alive, uh -huh. and you're alive, and we're no longer undead. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. C.S. Joseph and Jab doing a live stream where we're going to be doing Doctor Phil. So yeah, we are learning how to type Doctor yeah. Phil. Tell us about that a little bit, Jab. So yeah, we are looking at people to type, and I just sat there going through like a list of like 40, 50 people and chases. Yeah, saying, yeah I mean, we you know. I mean, Jay Z was a choice, and, and Beyonce was a choice, but but no, Jab's just like, no man, we have to do Doctor Phil. Like we have to. Yeah, I mean, he's he's actually a psychologist with with a degree. Wow. With a degree. <laughs> I mean, we typed Jordan Peterson. We got to type oh, the other yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the other guy, the other guy. Okay, yeah. We, we yeah. really have to do well, Doctor Phil. So. Well, well, I don't know. I, I've noticed Doctor Phil's been a little bit viral recently. I, I think PewDiePie did an episode with him on his channel. You mean Doctor Phil? He. No, no, no. Uh, PewDiePie put a video, made a meme out of one of Dr. Phil's episodes. I believe that's what happened. And, oh, yeah. you know, Dr. Phil's interviewed some very interesting people. One of my favorites was the guy who went on with the glasses and smoked cigars and just started saying men were better than women because that was hilarious because nobody could tell he was a troll. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> to each their own. Like, I, I can always respect a good troll. Fair enough. Never not troll. Yeah. Kind of I mean, type. I mean, the guy, the guy called himself like Dick Masterson or something, and made a website. Men are better than women, and it's like, how is this guy not a troll? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. In terms of mainstream narrative, if you were to, okay, let's be honest. You know that it would be fantastic to see a battle royale debate between Jordan Peterson and Doctor Phil. I, I think that would be that would be no. excellent. No. Come on, man. No, because you're immediately going to think Dr. Phil's dumb because he's got a southern accent. Like, there's a stereotype around southern accents. And, like, I feel like too many of these city folk in your country might immediately assume Dr. Phil's going to lose just because Jordan Peterson sounds a little bit more... All right, all right. <laughs> says the feminist-infested Aussieland, uh, <laughs> you know, like, okay, whatever there, whatever, bro. <laughs> yeah, well... We do what we do. Um, uh, give me a second. Uh, okay. And on that note, um, yes, we're going to be doing Dr. Phil. Do we have any... If, if time permits, what, what time? we might throw someone else in there too. So just, out, right, just right, randomly. Right. So we'll, we'll find out. But uh, let's find out what the audience's predictions are. Who is Dr. Phil? What types do you guys think? Um... And apparently, Max Sargent decided to talk about Gordon Ramsay. Uh, we should probably we may do Ramsay after this. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, that would sound fun. Maybe him screaming at somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> the the plate's got so much oil on it. The U.S. is about to invade it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You you can keep your ESFP out. I'll let you. I'll let you. All right. Uh, so format. Let's talk format. Uh, we have uh, the four methods of how to utilize the type grid uh, for uh, typing somebody. 
If you don't know what the type grid is, go to csjoseph.life, uh, front page, wait a few seconds, a pop-up will show up, throw in your email, you'll be emailed the type grid so you can follow along with us. Or uh, if you're on the Discord server, which like, if you're not on the Discord server, what are you doing? Get on the Discord server, uh, sign in, uh, create your account, all those magical things. The link is in the uh, video description, or at least should be, or at least in the description of any of our videos. But go to the Discord server, uh, you can use the command uh, exclamation point type grid one word in most of the channels and then the bot will just give you a copy of the type grid right then and there and then you're good to go uh so here's right. the, the four methods that we use we look at cognitive axes uh for cognitive axis analysis i haven't lectured on this method quite yet which is why i'm kind of like voodoo-ish about it instead of like kind of like really defining what this means but this is going to be talked about heavily in season 17 and 18 just around the corner i think i'm doing another episode of season 21 tonight or tomorrow so just watch out for that uh and then also season 10 uh, we're going to keep moving on with season 10. Uh, also we released uh one lecture for season 14 patreon private uh it was uh the, the third golden pair so entjs intps uh if you guys are missing out on those uh, romantic compatibility videos now is the time to get in to watch that lecture it's available uh we're also be doing yep. another one of season four before the month is out uh, also, we have our private how to type stream coming out soon and the uh, monthly conference as well. That is going to be scheduled uh, for next weekend. So be aware of that. Um, so we're going to be doing that next weekend. And then I think we're probably at the next one like two weeks after that. But uh, but anyway, yeah, cognitive access analysis. We're also looking at quadras that we talked about heavily in season 17. I think this is more of a season 18 thing, but this is season 17. And we already have communication styles, hashtag interaction styles, of course. And then obviously the temperaments analysis. Now you can type someone with just these two if you want, but it's nice to have these as well as kind of like a way to check from like a references standpoint, right? So did I cover everything there, Jab, or am I missing something? No, no, no. It's kind of like in mathematics, you know, you have two ways to solve a problem. You solve it one way, then you solve it the other way. And then if you get the answer solving it both ways, you know, you've got the correct answer. And that's effectively nice. what we're giving them. Except it's like, you know, four ways. So, you know, not two, but, but yeah. Right, right. Cool. I think, uh, I think we're pretty good on that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty good. So let's, let's just jump into it. Yeah. So. Let's just jump in. Let's jump in. I, I, I would enjoy Dr. Phil telling me how much of a, a sexist I am or something, you know? So let's find out. Right, right. You sure are a sexist. Yeah. Sorry, that was terrible. No, I just got an email from somebody this morning telling me that I was a sexist. <laughs> so. Okay, good. All right, well, let's get going. Um, this is like I've just randomly clicked a place in the middle of a clip with him at the breakfast club. So let's see how it goes. If it's in the middle of a sentence, apologies. A whole list on how to combat white privilege. Yeah, I, I, I think only thing you can do, this is, you know, when I started the show 17 years ago, People Only ask me, what are you going to do? do? Is I'm going to talk about that. When I started this show 17 years ago, that's like an, that's an S-I-N-E statement. Yeah. Talking about the past. Wow. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk about the past. And then he's like, the only thing you can do, N-E, you know, and, and then he immediately flipped in the past. That's S-I-N-E. Awesome. Right off the bat. Let's keep going. Right off the bat. S-I-N-E. The silent epidemics in America. And that's one of the silent epidemics in America. Epidemics of America. That's a TE statement. Oh, America. <laughs> yeah. See where he's headed. Uh, 
you know, just like domestic violence and mental illness. I mean, there's a whole lot of silent epidemics in America. That's one of them. Right. You know, with, yeah, just talking about silent more, epidemics. Or TE. So any, yeah. So any, it's just like, Ray, yes, you know, yeah. ADD. But, well, I mean, like, so you're saying that silent epidemics is like an expert intuition component, Jeb? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think so, because it's all about the destiny of other people. Because talking oh, okay. about yeah, epidemics. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, I see that as future of society. Because, right. like, if, if you're talking about epidemics, it's... Hey, it's also seeming, like, immediately direct. So, yeah. All right, let's keep right, going. Right, right. And we talk about mental illness a lot. Do you feel like some of that is a fad and people are just using that as excuses for things? Well, well. ADD is what I call a wastebasket diagnosis. What do you mean? <laughs> Another TV um, statement. Look at those labels he's using. And then also, up, uh, he seems like very controlled. That's like not very moving. Look at how long he took to like to, to respond to that question. You know, somewhat controlled. All right. He formulated his answer. That kid was an out of control brat. Okay. Now, since we have ADD and ADHD, it has become a wastebasket diagnosis. Anytime a kid is misbehaving, he's ADD or ADHD. And I hate it. So let's right. throw Ritalin at him. And that in. It is so overdiagnosed, it is absolutely unbelievable. And so they throw Ritalin at him, which is a stimulant. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got That's ADD it. or ADHD, it means that you're, not, you're underactive in your brain. And so it's not suppressing and inhibiting behavior. So they give a stimulant to activate the brain. If it's already activated, now you just send a kid climbing up the wall. Right. <laughs> the worst thing you can possibly do. It's overdiagnosed. And that's so it's a wastebasket diagnosis. To the right, kids I, I want to jump in there on that one. Uh, so he's doing the he's do, doing more labels, uh, wastebasket diagnosis. But Dr. Phil's also mentioning something, and, and yeah, let's go on a tangent here. He's mentioning something a little bit different. Uh, if you notice how he's describing, you know, giving this child Ritalin, for example, you know. Uh, and then, he, and then all of a sudden, this child is like bouncing off the walls afterwards, or it could have the opposite effect. Ritalin is a mind-altering substance, so just remember, mm -hmm. uh, those of you watching, uh, when you give a child or anyone a mind-altering substance, it causes a cognitive transition. And what that right. does, it's a forced cognitive transition, so it's actually a very negative experience for that specific human being. And then as a result of that, their brain is literally rewiring pathways specifically to handle uh, the load or the stress caused by the mind-altering substance, right? Uh, and uh, it could make, um, it, it could mm -hmm. lead to unbalanced behavior in such a way where they end up behaving in extremes because the mind-altering substance is forcing them so far in that transition of their mind that then all of a sudden, uh, when they bounce back into their ego, when the mind-altering substance is gone, it's, it's extreme and people wonder where bipolar disorder comes from you know what i'm saying like it's as a result mostly based on some of the things that i've read and uh, some of the research i've looked at you know as a result of cognitive transitions from unhealthy uh mind-altering substance abuse and i'm sorry to say ritalin counts as substance abuse in those particular cases so it's nice for uh, dr phil to uh, point that out to us uh, anyway let's continue Right. Okay, let's continue. And give them Ritalin and send them out the door. But medicine is a high-volume business, 
And so it's easier to write a script than it is to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, they tried to put me on Ritalin in middle school, and my father was like, he don't need no Ritalin, he just needs his ass kicked. Yeah, well. <laughs> now, you might have needed Ritalin, bro. Yeah. And ass kicked. Now, did, we first were introduced hold to the on, you, about to say, you didn't take Ritalin, did you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was going to ask about mental illness as well. It, it seems like a lot of people are talking about mental illness, and if something's wrong, that's the first thing. I have, I'm mentally ill. What do you think about that as well? Well, look, it can certainly be an excuse, and... You know, when I finished my doctoral program, I spent a year, I did a, a year's postdoctoral fellowship when in forensic I psychology. doctoral program, SI statement, even more direct, still very control, and he initiated that idea. Seems so, so structure type to me, you know. Right, but doesn't that also scream to you, or am I misinterpreting that? Like, say that, say again, about, say again. Isn't that also a little bit TE because he's referencing his degree and the fact that he did a postdoctoral oh, yeah. degree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is. He's referencing right. a credential. Yeah, for sure. And so I've spent a lot of time in the legal system, and I see it used as an excuse an awful lot. Spent a lot of but time. But I don't want that to keep people from talking about mental illness because mm -hmm. what I've tried to do is push mental illness, mental health, to the forefront of the narrative in America, because I don't want people forefront to be ashamed. Of the narrative in America—that's a very—that's uh, a very te statement. Te users are all about trying to get other people to think differently about things, or to think better about things, or to cause other people to become more intelligent as a result of the input that they're providing. So that's also another te statement. His te is definitely optimistic and very strong. So uh, right for sure. Right. Let's keep going. I hate to see people misuse it right because i want people to feel free to talk about mental illness in america anxiety depression people need to talk about that and not feel alone not feel ashamed not hide it get rid of the stigma for mental illness because to me if you've got a mental illness it is an illness just like if you had diabetes or a kidney infection or a knee problem whatever it shouldn't have any more stigma than any other disease He's like, mm -hmm. I want people to be free. I want people to have choices, right, with what he's saying. And, and giving right. other people choices is actually an extroverted intuition component. So giving them choices, yeah. right? Because it's allowing other people to do what they desire, what they want, et cetera. It's like, oh, hey, right. you would want to do this. You would want to have this choice, et cetera. So, I, right. just, I just found out that uh, anxiety was a mental illness because I suffered from anxiety. But I didn't put it under the mental illness category until I – Found out this year by going to therapy. What What did you think it was? What did you think was I happening? Just, I just thought what it was anxiety. What did you think? What did you think? Very T. Very, very T. You want to skip on to the next clip? Kind of uh, kind of switched up here? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go to this one. Do you have a jab? Are you still there? Look how long it took him to say that. Yeah. I feel like a movement person would have cut him off before he finished that sentence and said, beep, no, way earlier. Like, that was so controlled. Like, you could literally see the thoughts just, like, twirling around in his head, like, wow. Well, uh, 
that sounds awesome, except I didn't hear any of that because the bot kicked me out of the channel. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, so All right. let's hear it again. <laughs> I'll take you back a little bit. Uh, went to therapy for sex addiction for one week. Does it work that way? Talking about Harvey Weinstein, like, by the way. All oh, good. Harvey Weinstein, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a family show, Doctor. Who yeah. did you see that? So, um, what's his name? Stephen Colbert asks him, you know, Harvey Weinstein, you know, he went to therapy for one week right. for sex addiction. Right. Addiction. Does this work? And there was a fairly decent pause, and then Dr. Phil says, beep. No. I kind of feel like if Dr. Phil were movement, he would have probably cut Stephen Colbert off by the end of it. Oh, absolutely. I I know myself. If I was in that position, I was just screaming in my head, hell no, hell no at the screen, like three times it took him to say his answer. Yeah. So, I mean, I would see that as evidence for control. Yeah, I would as well, for sure. And uh, and based on like what he's explaining, you know, the fact that he reacted that way, that was a very affiliative reaction because it's more of like a, a right. do the right thing point of view right right. he's also been talking about illnesses consistently different diagnoses wastebasket diagnosis he's always following a system he's very systematic uh, for sure so uh but yeah let's let's keep going let's keep going family show come on i mean you you got a chronic 30-year layered multi-problem that's got so many dimensions you couldn't unravel so so And somebody goes for a week and says, gotcha. Uh, no. Well, no. What, what, no. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, no. if someone, is sex addiction a thing? Uh, no. You don't think so? No, I don't. Now, I will say this. In the industry, there is a big debate about this, and there are a lot of professionals that I have great respect for that will argue that it is a thing. Now, the DSM-5, the American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, doesn't have it in there. They don't recognize it. They don't consider it to be a disorder. A lot of people I respect do. I'm not one of them. I think it's one of those things that when your wife catches you, you go, oh, my God, devil made me do it. It's an addiction. <laughs> I hate it when they That's say so that. affiliative. Right. Now, and he does seem rather concrete about that. Like yeah. he didn't even consider the possibility of like dopamine imbalance in coming coming from Yeah, for sure. Actually. He hasn't really been that abstract at all. It's it's been it's just been constant diagnoses, psychobabble, right, etc. Like, you know. Earlier it was F no or hell yeah or no. Yeah. Mm, very yeah. initiating yes, as well. No. Very very binary. Very binary. Yeah. Let's keep going. Get some more concrete on the board. I think we're gonna have time to do another person on the stream too. So, great. Yeah, I think we should die through pretty quick. Yeah. So it's uh, just a form of selfishness. It is, but when I'm not saying that there's not pathology there, because I think I'm not in saying there's a system of pathology there, very systematic. Okay. There, I don't think it's a sexual addiction. So if someone goes to a sexual addiction clinic or to treat this, what happens? Do they do the, Does the person say, "I feel like having sex," and they go, "Don't feel that anymore"? Right. What 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 is it that happens to this? Person? Well, they try to get them to identify what the triggers the impulse. They try to desensitize them. 
in order Very of saying, systematic. okay, think of that, try to calm yourself. They go through a bunch of things where you Concrete. have stimuli that normally cause you to act and they try to get you to not be reactive to I'm that. Constantly they try to get you what to... is. He's just like this is what's oh. happening or this is what's going on, but it's not it's not abstract. It's just it's just concrete. You know, I I'm well, sorry, he's but talking... what? he's just reciting dramatic process. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely a recital. Like it's it's super concrete. I mean, this guy is not an intuitive. He is a sensor. He's an absolute sensor. And if we're going to look at kind of axes analyses, so Definitely a TEFI NESI user, which automatically places him in STJ NFP land. And given that right. we've basically proven that he's concrete, he's automatically an STJ. So he can only be right. an ISTJ or an ESTJ at this point. So, and uh, I haven't really seen responding at all. Direct initiating control, right. which is structure type, which basically by process of elimination, the guy's an ESTJ. So, right, yeah. Like you want to leave it at that? I I do, I do, because I don't want to bore the audience. You know what I mean? I really don't. And and, and I'll tell you who's next. I'll tell you exactly who we're gonna do because the audience right now is like, oh no, I thought he was like an ENTJ, and it's like, no, he's not an ENTJ. He's actually an ESTJ. So let's actually do someone that I think is an ENTJ. So let's do Gordon Ramsay. Let's do that. Ah, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. It's a nice right. little comparison. Let's do it. Let's let's uh, let's definitely do that for sure. So, actually, let's get a different color for that. Let's see which color do I want. Um, hmm. Do green. Nice. Yeah, let's get him on hot ones. Oh, uh, all right. No, no, no. Like, I feel like they're going to be the kind of people who are going to like copy strike us or something. So let's avoid them. Um, let's see what we got. Gordon Ramsay, Gordy Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Um. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was just getting like really bored of Dr. Right. Phil. <laughs> SDJs could get a little boring, a little dull sometimes, you know, when they're just talking about how they are and i'm i'm very abstract i'm just like uh you know but yeah dr phil compared to uh gordon ramsay i'm down i'm definitely down for that for sure all right warning this clip contains strong language okay. so you ready yeah sure yeah. is there a difference between loin back ribs and baby back ribs Steve, you full of bullshit, you know that. <sighs> Disgusting. Sausages I'm about to find in Steve's kitchen. This is all disgusting. There's no question about it. Come on. Look at that. <laughs> when was this last cleaned? I think it was Monday. I think Monday. it was Monday. <laughs> no, I'm Friday because we weren't here Saturday. We weren't here Monday. Come so, on. Um, That's not true. You, you can't be telling me the truth here. I mean, look at that. Look at What's that. What's in the sink? Very S-E. Very S-E. And this is where we wash pots, pans. Do you have any idea how things. much? S-E, S-E. I would say a good $80, maybe more. A six, $700 worth of 
product there. Bloody hell. Something worth of product, okay. That's T E. T E F I. Cooler. Oh Lord. <laughs> you bless thy soul. May you come out in peace. That's a statement. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're sat in blood. They've gone. <coughs> Shit. What's in here? Well, we've got a cowboy river and pork chops. It's not happy. No, it's starting to turn. Yeah. It's starting to turn green. It's because... It's oh green. <laughs> What's the pork doing with it? It's very essay. Cooked. Yes, it is. That's raw. Yes, it is. We ate this today. Yes. The meat is stinking. You right now are a walking liability. No, I'm not. You're costing this restaurant thousands. He's convinced the owner. It's an FI statement, costing restaurants uh, uh, thousands is a TE statement, TEFI for sure. And he's very direct, very, very direct. He's very control based, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's looking like I'm right. It's just looking like it. Let's do another, right. let's do another clip for sure. Maybe All right, let's see what we got. Something or something. Maybe quickest way to a lady's heart is through food. You know that. Well, you know it's interesting. Whenever I have a female guest on, I always cook one of my family's famous Italian recipes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Let's check it out. I made one for her. So, if you're going to work in the morning, you always want to have rum before you drive to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they're quite good. Quite good. Be right back with Sophia. Look Ramsey. Ramsey and find the part in the clip. Yes, you did scare us. When I'm you were, sorry. When you were I never screamed like that in real life. You know, I was all really? acting. Uh, only yes. in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you would never know. But let me. <laughs> let me. Let me congratulate. Do you know Gordon? By the way. Uh, yes. I mean, I know who he is, of yeah, course, yeah. and I've eaten in many of his restaurants. You have. Yes. Okay. Do you have that one pancake thing? <laughs> no, on. no, no. But you know what? Pancakes are one of my favorite things. Really? really? Bananas too. Well, bananas and pancakes. Oh, very good. Very good. Now, I want to congratulate you on the on the Emmy nomination. What would you get? Best Shut supporting up, actress. Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I mean, I cannot run. I, I have bad knees. No, knock yourself yeah. out. Right? I was tired. planning the thing like this. Do the fast-paced walk. <laughs> walk yeah. He told me. From a vacation, where'd you go? Um, I went to Europe. I went to Italy. Oh, and I went. Uh, oh, that's a huge. Back to your friend, Katu. Pizza, really? Pizza, like uh, for lunch, dinner, and he's like being all behind the scenes right there, like the whole time. He's being behind the scenes. He's not even saying anything. Like, must be cognitive transition. You decide to talk as soon as I get to the Gordon Ramsay part. Okay, all right, keep going. I love pizza. Really? Yeah, I love it. It's so diverse and great yes. fun. And you seem like you're enjoying that. You, you had a whole wedge in your mouth. Enjoying that. That's S E. You, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't heard of a knife, knife and fork? No. <laughs> you don't eat pizza with a knife and a fork. You just pick it up and stick it in. Of course, you have to take it. Like nice, nice as he's doing again. <laughs> he's English. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Come on. 
What is it that every time that I come to the show, you have people with accents? I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you even understand him? <laughs> and you're from where? From Colombia. <laughs> Colombia. Está bien conmigo, señor. Ah, okay. What, what is happening? Now that's you. be able to know. Okay. I, I like mean, ten pounds? Whatever. Where? What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, on, you know, on American talk shows, you must have... Uh, pounds, it's okay, I was pounds. on vacation. Yeah, okay, all right. Now I hear you love dessert, you big no dessert. No one is um, What is it? It was fantastic. Thank you, thank Jay. You. Jay, this is please. perfect for the English. No, because you don't need your teeth to eat it. <laughs> it's a good... What is it? it means... Uh, Maybe find a different... Yeah, this is like just him responding to her because she's... Yeah. Um, She's like the Doesn't like she's a starter type, so probably an ESFP. Right. So taking the taking the, the spotlight off of the other extrovert. So. Right. You have a reputation for being firm. You have a reputation. You have a reputation. That's Spicy. That's, no, I actually uh, have a similar one. Did you know? Yes, I do. Yes, I get told every day by my daughters. I get told every day by my daughters. That's SE. I actually was a production assistant on MasterChef Junior. Yes. Yes, I was. Your yes, team has told me. Did they tell you I'm vegan? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You're joking. Come on. Stop the jokes. We'll do the jokes later. Now, you love a challenge. Mm. You love a challenge, Jesse. I've been told of some incredible ingredients. And we'll go head to head and have an amazing cook off. Yep. You ready? Sounds good. Into Let's it we go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Initiating. <laughs> now, I, have so much I feel at home. On the count of three, we'll lift our boxes. Okay. Ready? Yep. One. Very unorthodox. Two. Seems pragmatic. <laughs> Your dream box. Yeah, I haven't heard him say a single affiliative statement. No. My dream. Yes. Dates. Mushrooms, cauliflower. I mean. If we go back to that My first clip, when you were given a list of TE. Right. If we go back to the first video, you could think about it like whenever he was talking about the mistakes that the people were making, it was things that could make people sick, but he was talking about how it was costing the restaurant money. That's yeah. more of a pragmatic approach. Yep. If he was talking about more along the lines of this isn't right, you know, you're going to hurt people and you're going to make yeah, them sick and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He's making it about the That money would be a film. Yeah. Exactly. But he's all the money you're costing the restaurant this money this yep well so far he looks like he is an sfp ntj folks so far based off of cognitive axes analysis yeah oh is 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 chase gonna be right again you know <laughs> let's keep going This is a vegan challenge. Vegan challenge. You've just turned Master Chef into a master vegan. Are you ready? Master yeah. Chef, the yeah. master oh. vegan. Right. Oh, why am I doing this myself? Why am I doing this go. myself? Go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, where's my knife? Okay. I'll stop it. What? I need my chopping knife. What have you got in here? You don't get to what chop to today, me? buddy. Ah, uh, there they are. Still direct. Amazing. Now, when was the last time you cooked this dish? Actually, never cooked this dish. Um, I'm doing it just by my When's head. Last time you, you've ever cooked that dish? That's actually an SE statement. Checking for experience, basically. 
cauliflower steak. <laughs> should be a ribeye steak, not a cauliflower steak. Sorry, you you're on me? my terms now. Yeah, and I yes. feel like you're, you're actually doing a great job of distracting me, and I'm sad that I'm letting you. Yes. It's my first time ever zesting a lemon. Stop it. Come on. But look, I watch enough of your TV shows to know how to do it and what the tool is. So that's cool. And you can't read your recipe anymore. Oh my god, no, you did not! Initiating. <laughs> if you're going to cook me, I want you to cook no! with your mind. I need your mind to go over. you got to be kidding me. I need to bring out that innocence. Just set her recipe on fire. I need you oh to. Oh my god, you're the worst. I need you to focus. No, grandma's hair? Um, so, what happens if, if you I just go into the see the equipment room? There's a blast chiller in there. I've got a little present in there for you. I just put my clothes in there. Yeah, I'll look up. I got a present for you. <laughs> back, right, that's it, through there, right at the very back, the blast chiller is the top shelf. Morning. How do I get back there? Top shelf. It's almost like a, an ENTJ trying to teach an ENTP how to cook or something. That's like literally what I'm hearing right now. You just distracted her and swapped the pots with what someone else brought up. No, no. I need to go into the store. We'll be back in one minute, please. You okay? Following a system. Yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. she did this to me. Complaining. Smell so bad. TEFI again. Gordon? Yep, coming now. All right. Still Is that good. wine? Are you really that confident that you're going to win, game. that you're going to go back there and just hang out? Oh, my God. Let's do a different clip. Yeah. That's better. Sorry. All right. Gordon Amsey answers cooking answers. See, a lot of these clips aren't good for typing. I'm sorry. I had to pick them out, like, on the spot. It's fine. It's fine. Let me have a look at this one. Welcome to Chef Support. Today, I'll show you. No, that's not good. Gordon Ramsay, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, buddy. How are you? Well, you are well, smart, you, and this is why you're smart. I'll turn it down. Thank you, Periani. Uh, you're big over here. You're big in America. You're big everywhere. You're a cook. You're a chef. You're a TV star. You're a multimillionaire. You've got a successful family. You've got everything, haven't you? I'm very lucky. Um, yeah, a lot of hard work uh, has gone into it. Um, and when you get there, of course, you've got to work even harder to maintain it. So, uh, yeah, I do pinch myself. Sure. And looking behind me. I'm too busy moving forward. Do you have right. any time to enjoy anything you're doing? Because presumably you're on a plane one minute in a car the next minute. Do you actually have a moment to yourself? Do you know what? I mean, it's a good question, uh, Alex. Um, yeah. My time uh, to myself is, is limited, very little. Um, you know, I'm incredibly selfish with my work. Um, everywhere I go, um, I'm obsessed with getting it right. And um, I hate yeah. failure. Um, we've had a tough opening in New York. Uh, we've come through doldrums in terms of you know winning two Michelin stars last week and uh, number one um, best newcomer for Zagat. Um, so I I'm, I go in search of pressure, um, and once I've got the pressure, I handle it brilliantly, and then I make sure that my staff are behind me 110 percent. So the time I spend on my own is little, but it's quality. It's so fascinating having read your first book to see how this nearly didn't happen. It's almost a serendipity and an element of luck in your failure that's made you this huge star, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Um, you learn from your mistakes in life. Um, and you know, opening restaurants has got nothing to do with vanity, uh, although there's a huge population out there that think it's a glamorous industry. But it's right. not. It's graft and it's live and it's, uh, you've got to be good to survive. Otherwise, your history. Not just history in terms of closure, but financially bankrupt. So um, I've that been close to the brink. Yeah. Right. And that was also a TE statement, like you know, was, money management. Yeah. I got like so much on TE land. So, I mean, but basically we already know he's an SFP NTJ, direct initiated right, control. Right. 
just on just on quadras and communication styles and cognitive access you can even ignore the temperaments at this point but just having these three we basically already know you know he's uh direct initiating control so what is the direct initiating control sfp ntj automatically basically he's an entj you know so yeah riding with my right hand like a derp but yeah to the people telling me to use the hot ones interview i did see that but i thought you know like big youtube channel they might like try and copy strike us or something and that's not something i'm interested in getting done to chase yeah exactly i mean he's just so se he's always like what are you doing or uh or you did this or you you didn't cook this meat or it's stinking or you know it's all about you know and and he's just so upset and very te very credential very money focused very value focused what's the value here uh you know He's got his own little cooking system or, or there's a system in his kitchen that he's following, etc. And uh, and then he's like telling this person like, well, well, what if uh, what if, you know, you're going to what if you cost us money because of your mismanagement of food and this wasn't cleaned and, you know, all these things. Right. right. So. But yeah. Right. That's absolutely pragmatic. Um, I, I also kind of think that. Uh, well, I think the cliche of him screaming and yelling at people is a cliche of ENTJ SE rage. Yes, so. it is. SE child rage. I mean, SE child rage is very consistent with that. Uh, like to the point where it can be like very overbearing and uh, like it's, it's overbearance can actually go like way beyond just outside of the business realm. I mean, to the point where uh, they just draw the line because if anyone gets in the way of their ability to give other people an experience in some capacity, then they they instinctively think that their freedom of choice is being removed, right? Which can cause them to become even more controlling, which is interesting if you think about it because both SE child's types, ENJs, they are control types because they're so focused right. on the outcome of guiding the experience. And it has to be them guiding that experience, guiding the sensation, guiding the situation, basically, that they have to exert some semblance of control because without that control, they're not able to deliver that experience that their NI parent wants to deliver, basically, right? And then as a result of that, you know, not much going to happen there. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just not gonna happen. So, but yeah, like it's, that's just kind of the situation, uh, you know, and, uh, but yeah, hands down, Gordon Ramsay's an ENTJ. So to sum up for the audience, uh, we did Dr. Phil, who's an ESTJ. And then the audience initially said, oh no, he's, he's an ENTJ. And then I'm like, no, let's do Gordon Ramsay. Cause I know that guy's an ENTJ and sure enough, he's an ENTJ. So just to compare right. for you folks, you can see the difference. Dr. Phil, Gordon Ramsay, they're not the same people. Two completely different types. I don't want to hear, you know, like that Gordon Ramsay's an ESTJ. Like, I mean, is it, is it Personality Cafe or Personality Hacker or 16 Personalities? Which website is the one that claims that uh, Gordon Ramsay's not an ENTJ or, or Dr. Phil's not an ESTJ? Like, it, it's so funny to me how these people have, like, these big, huge blog posts on their completely mistyped. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 16 Personalities has him as an ENTJ. Personality Cafe has him as an ENTJ. Him as somebody Dr. did Phil or Gordon Ramsay. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Are you talking about Dr. Phil? Yeah, like one of them was wrong, you know. 
forgot which one it was. Um, there's a there's a Reddit post saying he's 100% ESTJ. Oh gosh. Um, I've heard some people type him as an ESTP. But yeah, according to 16 personalities and personality cafes, he's an ENTJ. So I guess they got one right for once. Um, 16 types info. They have him likely as an ISTJ, but I'm thinking this is the uh, uh, socionics typing with the small J. So would that mean they're calling him an ISTP? Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> okay. No, that's not how ISTPs work. So, but yeah. I... Wait, wait. With socionics, don't they change the other letter at the end compared to MBTI? They do. They do change it. So, like, for example, an INTJ would technically be an INTP according to socionics, specifically because right. introverted intuition hero is a perceiving function. That's why the lettering system is technically more accurate with socionics than it is MBTI. But we just use the MBTI lettering system in the same for the same reason that Americans decide that P Imperial is superior to the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, on this website, they say 40... So of the people who voted, 40.9% say he's an ISTJ according to the socionics ISTJ. 20% uh, say he's an ESTP. Um, and 22% say he's an ESTJ, and I don't think there's a single person here who says he's a ENTJ. Yeah, it's all, that's just false. Like, no, I mean, if they, if they really, if we really wanted to see if Dr. Phil was an ISTJ, let's just compare him to uh, a Ben Shapiro, as we found out recently. Like, come on. Right. Not right. going to work. Not going to work. No. Right. I was talking about Gordon Ramsay there. Were you talking oh, about Oh, no, Dr. they Phil? really got that wrong then. Holy smokes. That wasn't even an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Dr. Phil. I was like, I, I, I was giving the Redditors a chance. I probably shouldn't have. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> Dr. Phil, MBTI. Some people. Uh, one person saying ESTJ, ESTJ. Someone saying he's an INFJ, I think. Um. Dr. Phil. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I think most people get Dr. Phil right because ESTJs are pretty easy to type. Right. Let me ask you this, Jeb, though. What's what's Dr. Phil's net worth compared to Gordon Ramsay? I, I want to know. That's a good That's a very good question. Let's find out. Let's see. Let's see. So Gordon Ramsay is worth about $175 million. All right, 175 million. Okay. Doctor Phil is 400 million. Really? Really? Wow, that was not expected. Holy smokes! Wow, 400 million. Ramsey was reportedly worth 175 million in 2016, and according to this, Doctor Phil is has a net worth of 400 million with an annual salary of 88 million. Ah. Uh -huh. Okay. Wow, so he almost makes as much as Gordon has made in his whole life in, like, two years. And he's been doing this for at least 17 years. Well, I mean, I guess that's what I happens think... when you're, you know, joined at the hip with Oprah, you know, for a while. Right, 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 yeah. So the viewership is, like, way higher, you know. Because didn't he start out as, like, yeah. a guest on Oprah's show for a little bit, if I remember correctly? Uh, I'm not sure, but he does strike me as the kind of Oprah crowd pleaser. Yeah, I... 
Just like, yeah, let's see. Uh, Literal Best said, I am baffled by Dr. Phil's popularity. Yes, I am too. I'm really baffled. Um, and, uh... Um, honestly, I, it probably comes from people's desire to see people who they think are less than them be told off. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good And, you point. know, someone check. I didn't know Oprah is a billionaire, but fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, true. Uh, Doctor Phil technically had uh, had better uh, had better company and and uh, did start sooner than Gordon Ramsay. So yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and not only that, Doctor Phil's from the U.S. And I think I think a lot of the charm with Doctor Phil is that his southern accent. I think it goes into the stereotype of Southern people sounding unintelligent, but the fact is he is actually kind of rather intelligent and he still has that Southern accent. So I think it's the fact that he beats the stereotype is what makes people like him. Right. I don't know. Breaks the mold. Yes. Right, know. right. I mean, like, ESTJs, I mean, they can be pretty cool. Like, I was talking to one earlier today and he's, like, super into racing and one of my... Uh, uh right. former estj friends i mean we're still friends we just don't really talk anymore he was really really deep into racing as well and jumping out of airplanes and going bungee jumping right. you know so there's right, right. you know they they really like their adrenaline rush you know in terms of like athleticism and they and they can be super athletic but then you can also have right. some amazing a academics like uh, dr phil at the same time so right right and he's got his uh Yeah, but uh, but yeah, right. I, I guess it's it, nurture like the two roots, yeah. whether they develop the subconscious or the uh, shadow. I, I I imagine developing the subconscious would lead to a more intellectual approach, whereas developing the shadow would lead to a more physical, athletic approach. Would I be correct in that, or is it the other way around? For an ESTJ, absolutely. And uh, like Doctor Phil seems like way more infp focused way more subconscious focused uh you know from a psychology standpoint and that's why you know definitely in that direction whereas a more athletic estj is more shadow focused for sure for sure although like look at gordon ramsay though he's very isfp focused you could tell because like on some of those interviews he was like sitting in his isfp subconscious being all behind the scenes letting everyone else talk etc until it like clearly was his turn to you know, speak his mind, or if he got so triggered by what was said, then he just interrupt, basically, you know, from a from a pragmatic point of view, and just let and just let them have it, etc. When he really feels the need to do so, you know, as a, as an ENTJ, not only that, he has his behind the scenes INTP shadow as well. So cognitive transition wise, ENTJs can get pretty behind the scenes when they need to be, or even when they don't need to be, essentially. And that's just something to keep track of or just be aware of, you know, when it comes to ENTJ behavior, you know. But in terms of Gordon Ramsay, like which which side of the mind is he focused on? Definitely ISFP. Definitely ISFP focused because he's so hell bent on creating the ultimate artistic culinary experience, basically. And and that's what his business and his brand is based on, you know, this ISFP subconscious approach for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean I I wonder, you know, from I wonder what Gordon Ramsay's going to do next, you know, in, in terms of or if he's or if mm. he's gotten comfortable, I don't know. Like uh 
See, I, I, I don't think Gordon Ramsay can become as big as Dr. Phil because Dr. Phil has made himself like this family-friendly housewife television kind of person, whereas, you know, this housewife kind of television doesn't want to watch Gordon Ramsay screaming at someone for being a slob in the kitchen because they might personally relate to that. Maybe their husband does that to them. So Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Whoa. A bit deep. Uh, that was pretty abstract there, Jab. That was, uh, that was pretty yeah, abstract. Yeah, I think you. Yeah. Oh, uh, Heather Bryant says, I think Judge Judy uh, is also ESTJ. Uh, we almost did Judge Judy tonight. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Like, we're like, hmm. We got Judge Judy and we got Dr. Phil. Who do we pick? And yeah. we're like, hmm. Uh. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, maybe we should have done Judge Judy just so we yeah, could type in ESTJ. Would have been more, would have more fun, hilarious. We got an ESTJ out of it though, like. Yeah, but an ESTJ female, I think that would be interesting. I think what we need to do, if we're going to type another ESTJ, try and type someone who's more shadow focused. So somebody who took the physical fitness route. That uh, that footballer Zidane that you're telling me about, uh, I think he might be. Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z- the guy Zidane hasn't football in like 10 20 years or something the guy he's the guy who butted butted. that guy oh he's not playing anymore oh, that yeah that, he used to play he played for france in like the 2000 world cup oh fair enough fine so we've only not typed one type now right oh yeah I, is... type, I think it's isfp that we haven't typed yet actually I, isfj or isfp ISFP and ISFJ. We haven't done either, I believe. Uh, okay. To my knowledge. Well, here I'll help you with that, Mike Hart. He's an ENTP. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Bruce Lee, the ENTP. I pick see. Jordan Peterson again. No. Again? Well, I have someone again. No. No, yeah, Bill, Bill O'Reilly was also a consideration as well. Actually, we talked about that, but I'm like, no, I think Dr. Phil would be a little bit better, and same with the uh, Judge Judy, right? Even. But yeah, I mean, so like, why why do we care? Like, how how does that affect our selection process? So what we we've been trying to do is with each of these how to type episodes, guys, is like try to hit all of the sixteen types before we double up on some of them. And then, like, maybe, like, right. do some compare and contrast by, like, adding in multiple people in the same episode, etc. Just to, like, give people right. the option. Um, although, I think we did, like, four people in the Patreon, uh, the Patreon one, like, like, super quick. And it was it was really fun. We did, like, George W. Bush and whatnot and Hillary Clinton. So, that, that was nice. Uh, and we found right. out, like, George W. Bush was an ESFJ. And I'm like, wow, that was, like, literally what would happen if Oprah became president. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it, yeah, like, like Oprah would be the next W. So, you know, just, yeah. uh, just something to consider uh, when it comes to, uh, yeah, it would be great to do like a presidential analysis and then compare all the candidates to past presidents just with their type and see if people would like want to vote for them or not want to vote for them based on those, based on that data alone. I, that would be interesting to see. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, final judgment, folks. Uh, Dr. Phil's an ESTJ and Gordon Rapsy is like an obvious ENTJ. I mean, that's like super obvious. So, I mean, it's just kind of yeah. like winged it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, based on that, uh, keep the typing suggestions coming. Uh, 
I I think we just need to do like an ISFP and an ISFJ and then we're basically done yeah. filling out all of them. But uh, we're going to try to do like maybe two people per stream from now on just for the hell of it. Uh, either like a comparison right. or, or contrast. I have no idea. Just whatever. Well, well what we could do is... Um, uh, yeah, we could do maybe the ISFJ and the ISFP in the next one. Periani says he thinks Beyonce is an ISFJ. Maybe we should have done her. Didn't you suggest that to me? Let's do Beyonce next then. I think that's a great idea. We'll do we'll do right. we'll do Beyonce. And besides, you know, like I said, uh Black History Month, so definitely let's uh take advantage of that. Right, right. Yeah, let's So do... we're gonna do Beyonce and who who else will we do? Because I think if we have both clips ready. I want to do Jay Z with her. Let's do let's do Jay Z and Beyonce at the same time. Let's do that. I, I wonder how that would go, you know. And then maybe I could start talking about their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's actually a good point. Yeah. We can type couples. Yeah, we can type we couples. Do two and one. Too. Yeah, two and one. And then I could like literally tell the audience exactly like their bedroom behaviors or something. <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's bad. <laughs> Not their bedroom behaviors, uh, but oh yeah, I, I I I'm I'm pretty good at predicting bedroom behavior when it comes to couples. Trust me, <laughs> I like I like it's this one time uh, one of my coaching clients, and then they're like, "What the hell? Do you have a surveillance camera in our bedroom? Are you stalking us?" And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just know shit. That that's all it is. I just know things. Wow. You know, whatever. It's like, you know. Oh my goodness. You kidding me? Ridiculous. But that's how deep the science can go, folks. You're literally there sitting in a pew at a wedding and you're watching this couple get married and you're like, oh, it's going to suck. Oh, it's going to suck. Oh, that honeymoon's going to suck. <laughs> you know, when you're literally watching an ESTJ and an ISTJ getting married. Oh my gosh. It's so terrible. That's why I kind of usually don't like going to weddings because I just psychoanalyze everyone at the wedding and it's just like, wow, this is going to be a train wreck, you know? And of course, <laughs> and of course, while I'm there, TI parents like kind of wanting to tell people that it's a train wreck already before it even starts, <laughs> you know? And then, and then every child feels guilty when they're like, oh, speak now or forever hold your peace. And then I stand up and I'm like, no, you can't do this. This is psychologically <laughs> incompatible. You're going to be both very wow. bad in bed. Stop. <laughs> wow. You know, I wouldn't put it past you to have actually done that. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so Celebrity <laughs> Rooster donated uh, two Canadian dollars. Thank you. And uh, that's our good friend, Mega Man fan. Uh, <laughs> and ESTJ versus ESFP and ISS. ISTJ versus ISFP video. Ah, maybe we'll see how that goes. So, um, but yeah, awesome. Uh, thank you all for, uh, attending this stream. Uh, sorry, it was a little bit more boring than usual, but I guess that's what happens, you know, when, uh, we're doing, uh, like the ones that we did, but, uh, well, uh, we'll do Beyonce and Jay-Z for the next episode for sure. I think that'll be great. And, uh, and then also we're gonna have our private how to type stream very soon and the monthly conference, uh, the private how to type stream is going to be Friday night, uh, this coming week. And then the conference is going to be on Saturday. Uh, so look for those, uh, on this coming weekend, those of you that are, uh, patrons, uh, be aware of that. 
And I think we're going to have another patron episode for season 14 coming out this week and an episode for season 10 and season 21. And then hopefully I can fit in also the first episode of season 17 while we're at it. So yeah, uh, anything else, Jab? Are we good to go? Uh, yeah, I think we're good to go, unless you want to make any other announcements. Uh, do you want to make any announcements on any of the stuff we're doing? Uh, no, not yet. I kind of want to hold off on that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll hold off. Um, oh, the next Q&A session we should probably talk about. Oh, yeah, the next Q&A session, which is, like, literally tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, hopefully yeah. on time, which would be about yeah. 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, is right. what we're shooting for uh, tomorrow. Yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern for... Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, add four hours to that, so it's probably going to be 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just going to leave the stream set up so I don't have to, like, tear it down or nothing and just leave it here because right, right. I don't want to make you write. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Uh... Y'all have a good night. Uh, I'm going to go get something to eat and have uh, have another meeting because that's what I do is have meetings. And uh, so, yeah. But uh, all right. Uh, Y'all have a good night. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for our Q&A session. See you later, ladies and gents. <laughs>